0: enables organizations to be more competitive get more out of their people win more flourish more recruit more i mean to us that's what i mean by people that don't get it are already dinosaurs because the world is rapidly moving towards this new way of doing business and those that are resistant or put their heads in the sand they're going to be left behind welcome to the kingsley grant show the podcast dedicated to helping you become the leader everyone loves and wants to follow. Kingsley believes his leadership paradigm, emo intelligence, the art of succeeding where others failed, is the key to achieving this status. On this show, Kingsley guides you through the uncharted waters of emotional intelligence and leadership essentials, with the guarantee that upon exit, you will become more skilled in relationship management, decision making, and job performance. Now, here's your host, your coach, and your Sherpa, Kingsley Grant.
1: Here we go, here we go, here we go. This is your boy, Kingsley Grant, sitting behind the Jamaican microphone, bringing you yet another show. And it is from the show that's been voted number three on the top 15 podcasts on emotional intelligence by Feedspot. And so... I am excited that you are listening to one of the top shows right now, and I'm in the command center of the Immortelligent Leadership Institute, where I'm going to dig into the vault and get today's show so that what you've come for, you will have. So let me reach in right here and get today's show. There it is. I got it. I got it. and Put it down right here. And now we can dive into today's show, and on today's show, we are privileged to have a special guest with us by the name of Jonathan Kaiser, someone who has grown his business into an eight figure business and has turned around his company through a a very interesting shift that he's made, but it has worked for him because his company is the far fastest growing and one of the largest one in his state. And he'll share with us on this episode some of the things that are working for him and what he suggests will work for you as well. But before we get into that and do a proper introduction, let me just want to say to you, thanks for being here. If this is your first time with us on the show, I want to say a big thank you. And we hope this will be your first of many times coming to visit and listening to this Kings of grand show. if this again is your second third fourth and many other t- times of coming, a big thank you for doing that we I truly appreciate you making the effort taking time to listen to the show and obviously enjoying it to be able to come back over and over again and possibly have shared. With others about this show, thank you because that's the reason why we are in over 70 countries and still growing in less than a year. So thank you for that. and don't let me add also where our show is in the top ten of emotional intelligence, both on, uh, you know pod, an Apple podcast, and was voted as the number three of top 15 podcasts in 2020 on emotional intelligence. And so, again, it's, it's because of you. Thank you for, for your faithfulness and consistency and your support. Before we get into the show, though, I want, must say that this show is being brought to you by Kingspire Communication. Kingspire Communication seeks to help leaders like yourself turn around toxic work environment, get better results, and unleash your people to do their great work that they want to do. And we do that by training for our leaders, team training, coaching, and keynote speeches. If you want to learn more about how to possibly schedule us for your next event, go to kingsleygrant.com, kingsleygrant, K-I-N-G-S-L-E-Y-G-R-A-N-T.com, And connect with us there. Now, my friend, I know you came to listen and to find out what the top five skills to turn around a toxic work environment and gain the competitive advantage are. And I want to tell you, I love number two. And you hear why when you hear Jonathan share that with you. So without further ado, would you put your hands together and help me welcome to the show our guest, Mr. Jonathan Kaiser! Thank you for joining me on the Kings of Grand Show, where leadership and emotional intelligence skills intersect. This show is designed for leaders who want to get better results from knowing what works and what doesn't work in the workplace. Today, we have a special guest on the show. His name is Jonathan Kaiser. Let me tell you a little bit about him, and we'll unpack the rest as we go. Jonathan Kaiser is the founder and thought leader behind Kaiser, the largest occupier services commercial real estate brokerage firm in Arizona. Through sheer determination and focus on selfless service, Jonathan is disrupting the commercial real estate industry and beyond. A best-selling author, media contributor, and strong supporter of the Conscious Capitalism Movement. Jonathan is here today to share his journey, mission, and selfless service approach to business and his book, You Don't Have to Be Ruthless to Win. But his book isn't really about him. It's about you, the listener. Jonathan will share how you can activate selflessness in your life and see how, And why this counterintuitive strategy can create extraordinary long term success in your own business. Welcome to the show, Jonathan. How are you doing today, sir?
0: Thank you, Kingsley. It's an honor to be on.
1: Great. So, where in the world is Jonathan today?
0: I am in Arizona, Scottsdale, Arizona in the U.S.
1: Awesome. Great to have you. And the question I open up with all my guests, Jonathan, is this. When you hear the word leader and or leadership, what comes to your mind?
0: For me, what makes a good leader is someone that is willing to put others first. The whole body of my work is all about Selfless service and selfless service within an organization led by selfless leaders, so a culture of selfless service can only be created and maintained by selfless leaders and so for me, leadership is putting others first it's putting the needs of others before one's own and really truly caring about the um, the the best things to occur for all those that work for them or play on the sports team or whatever. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's caring more about those that are partners with you, that work for you, that, that, that do things for you than you do about yourself. To me, that's true, true leadership.
1: So you know, what led you to this as the definition of leadership? Because you were not always this way, am I correct?
0: Correct, <laughs> correct.
1: But yeah, can I let us in a little bit then about how this kind of, um you know, evolve into place for you?
0: Sure. Well, just to take you back, I mean, I, 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 I used to be a ruthless commercial real estate broker. And no, nah, th- come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Not you, Jonathan. You're a nice guy. Look at you. Are oh, you man. Smiling? Maybe
0: now. But back <laughs> then it was all about how do I get as much as possible for me? I wasn't raised that way. Kingsley, my my parents, I grew up in Papua New Guinea and my parents were there because they, they cared about serving other people and they always mm-hmm. taught me to love and serve and give and help. And that was their whole life's work. And, yes. um, but I got into commercial real estate because when I got back from overseas, I saw how poor I was. And so for me, I associated being poor with helping other people. Mm-hmm. And so I got into commercial real estate cause I wanted to be rich. I wanted mm-hmm. to make money. And as I got in, I realized, wow, this is a cutthroat uh, industry, but that's what I saw mirrored around me. That was the behavior that I saw. And so I decided, uh, it wasn't like it was a decision Kingsley, but I just sort of like boiling the frog. I, I became ruthless. And then one day I woke up and I said, huh, here I am living a way that is in complete contrast with my parents, but I felt trapped because I wanted to make money. I wanted to be successful. And then Mm -hmm. 15 years ago, I went to a conference and an idea started growing in, inside of me where I, where I was moved and inspired by a speaker. And I thought, would it really be possible to create a culture of selfless service within arguably one of the most ruthless industries in the world? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I reinvented myself around that. It was a really long, hard road. Um, But on the other side of it, we've now created the largest commercial real estate firm of our kind in Arizona, designed to reimagine what commercial real estate could be like, all built around this idea of selfless leadership. And, you know, we're one of the fastest growing in the country. And the whole idea is to show other people that there could be a different way, like that you truly like the title of my book. You truly don't have to be ruthless to win. And you can actually create extraordinary success for yourself and for those that work for you through selfless service by creating a culture of selfless service. And so we've launched the Kaiser Institute to train, empower, and ultimately certify the next generation of selfless leadership. And my, my vision, my dream, my, I, can, I can imagine a world where people selflessly help each other regardless of personal gain, understanding that it's in their own personal best interest to do so.
1: I wonder what it was like because, I mean, when I listen to you, Jonathan, I'm wondering, you know, when you were in this ruthless kind of path and your goal was to get to the top and get, you know, wherever you want to go at whatever cost, how was that with the people you're leading who were kind of, uh, you know, being led by this ruthless guy? I mean, what was it like for them and the environment that was uh, um, – that created at that time?
0: Yeah, I mean, before I reinvented myself, you know, it was – It was a very toxic environment. And truthfully, when I had my epiphany in 2012 where I decided that I needed to create my own firm, part of that was realizing that it was really, really challenging to transform a culture unless you were the leader, right? And so one of of the things I talk about a lot from stages or when I'm being interviewed or on morning shows or whatever is this idea of a fish rots from the head. So as leaders, you have to actually live and lead with what you preach. Hmm. And what I find in today's world is that very few leaders do that. And so they may carry the title leader and they may have fancy words on a wall that say integrity and teamwork and all the things that so many companies have. But then the actual leaders themselves don't live them. And so as a result, nobody else lives them. Mm. And so it becomes this artificial, uh, inconsistent at best, if not just outright, you know, fundamentally misaligned between the words on the wall and the cultures. And so for me, when I had to, when I started my own firm, part of it was I needed to have the freedom to create Mm. an environment from the ground up because I wasn't in the leadership capacity because I didn't have um, operational control of the organization. And as such, um, we were able to create a company Kaiser built just on this foundation of selfless service. But man, the, the, the culture Hmm. of commercial real estate brokerage just on the whole is extremely toxic. I mean, it's one of the arguably the most cutthroat industries in the world.
1: And I, I can see that and I can think, I mean, you know, in that kind of breeding ground, how that could be very, not just, um, you know, breed more of the, more of the same, but I, I wonder people who are there, um, being led or, you know, in this kind of, um, environment that their engagement, because I mean, you being that ruthless leader, for example, because you have an agenda, you are, you know, set on where you want to go and where you want to take, you know, your business and all that. I find some leaders are just that way and and they're trying themselves to push so hard. And I understand, right, it's it's bottom line is it's the idea of, you know, we need to move this company, we need to be successful and all of those things. But at the same time it's overlooking one of the most important resources, which I believe is your people. And I wonder how is engagement, when you contrast the ruthless director or leadership you were kind of um, pushing forward to now this selfless, how would you contrast those two environments as far as engagement of your people?
0: That's a great question, Kingsley. So I'm going to answer that a couple different ways. Number one is I believe that selfless leadership is the only truly sustainable model going forward. I mean, we, you and I grew up in a different age, right? Yes. We grew up in in an age where, you know, command and control, top down, you do what the hell I say or else kind of leadership was the norm. And so for us, we just accepted that and did it. That Today's generation does not accept that. In fact, they wholesale reject that. And over 41% of new job applicants, before they even look at the job, look at the culture. And so this stuff matters. And what I tell leaders all the time is if you're not a selfless leader today, you're already a dinosaur. You just Mm. don't quite realize it yet. The world is moving quickly away from you. And with all the transparency opportunities available in the world today, people know if you truly have the culture that you claim to, to espouse. And so as a result, from a from a leadership standpoint i think self-preservation going forward requires selfless leadership but here's the challenge the challenge is is that you can't game it people have really good bs detectors mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. they they can tell if you're for real or not so what we teach at the kaiser institute we call it reinvention from the inside out and we have three levels of reinvention and the first level is self right? So like Gandhi says you got to be the change you want to see in the world So it starts with you and that's the hardest part as a leader you actually have to live it You have to have reimagine and reinvent yourself if you're ever going to create a culture in your organization around it And then the second level is creating a company culture around that and we t- teach you how to do that at, 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 Through the Kaiser Institute and then the third is how are you interacting with with all your, as my friend John Mackey, who started the conscious capitalism movement, created this term, these stakeholders. How all these external stakeholders that are connected to your organization, whether there's their partners, or their vendors, or their clients, how are you interacting with them in a way that is consistent with this selfless mantra? And and through that self reinvention process, you're able to create an entirely different culture. And so. If you look at a traditional ruthless top down environment, it's filled with a lot of fear. Mm. It's filled with a lot of people undermining each other, looking over their shoulders. Self preservation is the name of the game. Mm. And you look at what occurs within organizations like Kaiser, everybody's collaborating, everybody's working together. People feel safe, people are happy. You know, the number one thing that people comment to me when they get a tour through the Kaiser headquarters uh, here in Arizona is wow. Your people actually look happy because Mm -hmm. these people understand that most commercial real estate brokers do not in any way, shape or form uh, have the term happy associated with them. (laughs) And so and so I I think there's there's a lot of fundamental differences, but at the core, it's in, in a culture of selfless service. People feel like the leadership truly care about them. They're there for them and they want what's best for them versus at a traditional environment, which is just. They're there because they are they're they're a necessary evil to do a job to make somebody else more money, and if they don't do it good enough, they'll get axed, and somebody else will do it uh, better. And so there's this just constant culture of fear and and paranoia versus safety. And and the crazy part is is when people live in fear, they. Uh, Their mind not only closes to creativity, but they also do not bring their best selves Mm -hmm. because they're – instead of focusing all their energies on producing as much value as possible for the organization, they're focusing their energies on self-preservation. So as a result, people – produce a a fraction of what they could produce for the organization if this culture had been uh, created. And so that's what we teach. It's, mm-hmm. It's we believe that selfless leadership, that a culture of selfless service actually enables organizations to be more competitive, get more out of their people, win more, flourish more, recruit more. I mean, to us, that's what I mean by People that don't get it are already dinosaurs because the world is rapidly moving towards this new way of doing business. And those that are resistant or put their heads in the sand, they're going to be left behind.
1: And, you know, I can see that. I think the way you framed that conversation or that statement just now makes sense. It does. Bottom line is that you're only going to get what you are desiring with the people because you cannot do it by yourself. You need people. You need them to be have a buy-in. And people are more apt, what I'm hearing you're saying, is more apt to have a buy-in when they believe that, number one, you're, you're truly there for for them and a selfless culture and environment, which you describe as, you know, the more collaborative approach. It's people feel safer. They're happier. I think you're going to get a lot more. And I love the word you use that if you want sustainability Ability, long-term things, you've got to shift and it's a paradigm that takes place. So I love the fact that you describe how that leader might want to consider becoming this selfless person. You say, number one, have to focus on yourself. You begin to look at yourself. And then Number two, create a company culture that reflects that. And then also number three is look at the stakeholders, because these are the essence of the kind of um frame the 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 fabric of what I'm hearing you're saying a selfless looking environment will look like. Am I correct?
0: Well stated. I completely agree. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying.
1: You know, and I love this fact, Jonathan, that you are kind of disrupting the 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 uh the industry. But also I think what I like is that is the word counterintuitive because I could hear a leader saying, "Okay, Jonathan, yeah, selfless, but I, I'm being pushed by up my my upper echelon to make sure I get bottom line, which is productivity and profit profitability." But I think you just kind of outlined that you're going to get much more by going this direction. But what about that person who do not have this kind of makeup where they might have this? Uh, I call it the empathetic approach thinking of others how where they begin and to start looking at themselves to discover that this might be something they want to really embrace going forward
0: man i love that question so here's here's the interesting part about what i'm talking about i think all of us even the hardest you know most vicious people in the world there's a soft pot spot somewhere and typically it's for their family or for their very close friends or for somebody in their community. So people already kind of get, even the, the toughest among among us, that there's a value to being selfless in our personal relationships. The question is, if we all kind of already know that in the area that matters the most, why doesn't that translate into business? Why don't people bring the same skills that they have learned in their homes and they teach to their kids into business. And I believe it's because there's not enough examples of people that are doing it this way. There's not enough examples of people that are showing others how you actually go from ruthless to selfless. I mean, for me, it was a pioneering path and I had to kind of learn it all on my own, bumps and bruises. Sure, I had some help along the way, but there was nobody that had laid out for me a roadmap of how do you reinvent yourself. And so that was the whole point of my book, You Don't Have to Be Ruthless to Win, is for any business leader out there that says, man, kind of like what this Jonathan Kaiser guy's saying. I'd love to learn how I can do this ourselves. I took everything that I've learned over the past 15 years of recreating myself from ruthless to selfless and building a successful eight-figure company around it. And I've packed it into this book. You don't have to be ruthless to win. And so that's kind of the first piece is, is there's not enough people out there demonstrating that this is possible. And so the whole reason why I'm doing all the things that I'm doing is to show others that you can indeed do this. But here's the key, Kingsley. Mm -hmm. You have to actually want to. Yes, yes. This, you have to actually have a true desire. This, this is not something that can be gamed. People can tell if you're for real or not. And so at a fundamental level, what I'm trying to teach people is, look, you can create success through service. I think a lot of people think that you go broke. You know, Mother Teresa, and mm-hmm. sure, you feel good about yourself, but you, know, you don't get a lot of material right. benefit. And I'm trying to say, look, here I am. Jonathan Kaiser in the most, arguably the most ruthless industry in the world, commercial real estate brokerage. I've created a successful eight figure commercial real estate firm, all on the principle of selfless service. And you can too. And what my goal is, 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 is to get people to go, huh, maybe just maybe Jonathan is not crazy and maybe I truly do don't have to behave in this ruthless shark type cutthroat way. And maybe in my own industry, whatever industry that is, I could be successful by just helping other people. And if there's even that awareness that maybe that's possible, that makes them want to lean in and learn more, then from that place, you start to develop the want to. And then if I could give you the roadmap to show you how to do it through both the book, You Don't Have to Be Ruthless to Win, and the Kaiser Institute, where, you know, again, we train, empower, and ultimately certified selfless leaders, then it gives people a roadmap to be able to do so.
1: You know, I, I love that, um, Jonathan. I think you, you really kind of spark something as I was thinking about what you said. I think a key word, a very uh, imperative word you said, they have to want to, because I find that, you know, number one, you know, success leaves clues, right? So here you are building a successful business on this principle, which, you know, of course, you know, hello. I mean, obviously something is working. And I think for you as a leader listening, I think what I love is what Jonathan just said. You have to want to, but here's the thing. How is it working for you? How is it getting you the results you're looking for? And if you keep on doing the very same thing, you're going to get the same results you're getting. So I think what Jonathan is outlining here, and which I love, is almost like if you really want to, you're coachable, not being defensive, and you're open to receiving feedback You know, from people who are like himself, I think you have a better chance of getting what you really want than what you are getting right now. So Jonathan, one thing I really wanted to see if we could touch on before we you know, get out of this uh, interview is you talk about the things that people as a leader can do to increase uh, sales by teaching their team to be selfless, right? You have five ways to do that. I'm not sure you can share all five, but would you kind of help us understand possibly some of those ways? Because I think that's at the end of the day, a leader wants to see productivity of some kind.
0: Yes. Yep. So I'll I'll give you the top five. And again, this is for leaders, right? So this is for people that lead organizations. Doesn't mean you have to be the very top of the food chain, but you're somewhere in a leadership role. So I'll give you the, the, the top five. And again, there's a lot more in the in the book. You don't have to be ruthless to win. And we teach a lot more through the Kaiser Institute. But the first one is play the long game. This is not an instant gratification philosophy that I'm teaching. It's really important. You cannot expect immediate results selflessness is something that people have to experience and they have to experience over time so that's the first one number two is be addicted to self-improvement most people are not willing to look at themselves and really figure out areas that they need to improve and it's those same things that get in their own way and keep them from being able to serve other people so read good books hire a coach etc number three you got to be a hundred percent coachable, right? So you have to be willing to let people come to you and tell you the harsh truth. One of the things that is so special about Kaiser is everybody knows that I've asked every member of our team to hold me accountable to our fifteen cooperating principles. Well, that means that when somebody sees me not living what I espouse, it is not only their right but it's their responsibility to come and tell me. Most leaders reject criticism. I ask for it, right? So coachable leaders create a culture of vulnerability and transparency, which is critical to a selfless culture. Number four, got to be fully present. you got to learn to be a great listener. It's really hard to serve others if you do not listen well, if you don't ask good probing questions and try to really understand where people are coming from. The more you show interest in and genuinely care about others – The more that you're going to be able to figure out how to serve them and that comes from being present not checking your phone not being in your head not thinking about (laughs) what you're about to say but really being present with someone else and then last and this is one that that is just critical to a culture of selfless service and that's never punishing mistakes Mm. because punishing mistakes creates terrible cultures and it keeps people out of bold fearless massive action which is precisely where value is created and so for us. not that we want people, not that we are encouraging people to make mistakes, but when they do make mistakes, and again, mistakes aren't unintentional; right. they're genuine attempts that fall short. When people do that, we celebrate them because that's the only way that they're going to grow is by growing through falling forward.
1: You know, I, I love that because I think you know I look at mistake as you know is a miss take. So we can do take one, take two take three and you keep on learning because every take exactly gets you better right to where you want to go. You
0: yeah, know I think that's a that's a critical point, Kingsley.
1: Yeah. So I want to kind of um if I before you kind of move on here, I want to kind of uh quickly if I can summarize those five ways to increase sales by teaching your team to be selfless. Number one Play the long game, and I think what I love about what you said in adding to that, Jonathan was how it has to be an experience that comes, and you only takes experience comes with time, so I love that, so play the long game number two, be addicted to self improvement you know I am a hundred percent behind that you know in my book, I wrote about the intelligent leader succeed where others failed, and one of the things I talk about is where that leader must be willing to grow. And so I said leadership is craftsmanship, developing your craft continuously. So I love the way you put it. Be addicted to self-improvement. Number three, 100% coachable. And you add the word accountability. And I love the fact that you have put yourself in a place to be accountable to your team with those 15 core principles. And you want them to hold you accountable. So I think it's so important it goes both ways when it comes to leadership. right? Number four, be fully present. That is a big one as well. And then you punctuate that by saying, being a good listener. Wow, that was so powerful when you said that. So thank you for sharing that. And number five, never punishing mistakes. Here's my quick question here, Jonathan, because this is a question I believe is risen in people's mind when they hear that. Never punish mistakes. You talked about, you elaborated a little bit on that. But if you could say succinctly, what should we do instead? So we should do, instead of punishing mistakes, do this.
0: What I love about mistakes is it's the only way you learn. If you okay. do things right already, you're not learning anything. So, mastery, the only way to get to mastery is through mistakes. The only way Michael Jordan got good at shooting the basketball was by missing a lot of shots, right? And so, if we have these toxic cultures where everybody's terrified to screw up, so they never take any risks, they never push themselves, they never try to grow. they they spend all of their time in protectionism versus putting it out there and making their best effort and trying, your people are not going to grow. They're not going to flourish and they're not going to succeed. And so again, it's not like we go, Oh great. We screwed up something, Mm -hmm. but we're grateful that the person felt safe enough to step out of their comfort zone to try something. And then the only requirement that we have is that people actually learn from that, right? Because a mistake made five times over in the same exact way, somebody's not learning something. Right. Right. So 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 there's that essential element of falling forward saying, oh, that's interesting. You know, like the very first time I did a podcast, my first podcast was not very good. Mm-hmm. Right. So but I could have said, well I really don't know how to do a podcast and you know, they're kind of scary and I don't really want to do it. And what if I screw up and what if I forget what I'm going to say? And then I never do a podcast and then I'm never sitting here having a a conversation, many, 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 many podcasts in having a conversation in a way where I could go, you know what, maybe I'm not the world's worst podcast guest (laughs) and maybe I do have something to share. So it's that, it's that same thing across your entire organization, right? It's like, where are those places where your people today are holding back because they're afraid of being punished. They're afraid of being publicly humiliated. They're afraid of losing their job. But what you really need to do is unleash your people because if your competition has unleashed their people through an effective culture of selfless service and they're competing against your people, you're going to lose, they're going to win. And over time, not only are they going to win, but they're going to steal your people, right? And so as a result, what I believe is that a culture of selfless service is truly the most important competitive advantage Mm. of the future. Right. And so those, this isn't fluffy. This isn't like, Oh, that, you know, this is just a nice message about doing the right thing and helping other people. No, that's not my message. My message is a culture of selfless service is self-interested. It's essential to be competitive in this next generation, right? It's 2020, yes, not 1980 anymore. It's (laughs) 2020, and the expectations in the world today are that you as a leader are a selfless leader and that you have a culture of selfless service, but there's so few companies still doing it, and so that's what I'm trying to do is show, show people, look, if I can do it in commercial real estate brokerage, anybody can do it.
1: Wow, you know, I love that. I mean, if I just two things that stood out to me so strong and so clear in what you just shared, Jonathan is I love when you said mistake, mistakes is a way to mastery. I love that piece, and that's going to stick with me today. And I also love when you mentioned selfish, selfless service is the competitive advantage, and I think that is such a rich way of um, kind of um, putting a wrap around what you just shared. So, Jonathan, people have listening and they're saying, man, this guy, Jonathan Kaiser, is a real deal. And they want to know what are you working on today that they could be uh, a part of and how best to connect with you. Go ahead and let us know how to do those two things. Sure. So what my firm
0: does, what Kaiser does, is we help – companies with their real estate needs. Most companies, you know, real estate's the second or third largest expense for most organizations. It's the least flexible. You can lay off people but you aren't laying off a real estate lease and over half of corporate bankruptcies involve breaking some kind of lease. So this stuff matters. So what my firm does is we exclusively represent the user or the tenant or the occupier of space and we help them negotiate much better terms. It's a very conflicted cutthroat world out there and we bring a different solution. So if anybody would like us to do a free lease review or help them identify ways that they could save money on their commercial real estate lease, please let us know. On the Kaiser Institute side, we are here to help. So we have a bunch of free resources. You can go to kaiserinstitute.com. Kaiser is spelled K-E-Y-S-E-R. So kaiser, K-E-Y-S-E-R, institute.com to find out about that. Um, you can buy the book on Amazon or on RuthlessBook.com, R-U-T-H-L-E-S-S, RuthlessBook.com, um, and then the main Kaiser website for those that would love to engage with us is Kaiser.com, K-E-Y-S-E-R. Again, I appreciate, Kingsley, you having me on. You, you, you have an amazing message and, 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 and show, and what I like most about it is the specific goal to turn around a toxic work environment and so if I could just finish with what I believe is required to turn around a toxic work environment is leaders that are willing to lead selflessly otherwise The fish is going to continue to rot from the head. People are going to continue to be frustrated and you're going to continually wish that you could figure out what the hell is so wrong with your organization. The problem with your organization is you if you're not a selfless leader. So hopefully this is a wake up call for some of you and hopefully for some of you it's like, yeah, okay, I do this. This is great. Maybe I could learn a few tips on how I could do it more. And so that's the whole goal is to help move and shift the world to a place where people selflessly help each other. I mean, just imagine, just imagine with me, dream with me for a second. Imagine a world where people actually try their hardest to selflessly help those around them. Imagine all the value we could unlock. Imagine all the greatness we could. Imagine the abundance and the prosperity. Imagine what we could do as a world if we all put down our swords and just started figuring out how we could help each other as much as possible. That's the world that I believe in. That's the world that I see. And that's what I work hard for every single
1: day. Wow. That's the world I believe in as well. That's the leader I would want to work with, work for, and do everything possible to make him or her a winner. So I think you've just kind of, uh, in a sense, Jonathan painted a picture for us that says, hey, And I love, again, but your word is the competitive advantage, and I think it's more sustainable this way. So, Jonathan, thank you so very much for giving us such a a tip of the iceberg thing here. But I know it's enough value to have us go and say, hey, we want more. So thank you for sharing and taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us today.
0: It's my honor. Thanks for having me on.
1: And there you have it, my friend. Did you agree and thought number two was probably the one that hit you the most or stood out to you the most? And, you know, of course, everyone's going to have their different number of those five top skills that Jonathan shared. So I'm not sure which one did it for you. But, you know, all five were great. And I think that is only a sampling of the 15 he mentioned. And I hope you do go ahead and get the book to learn more. About what the others could be, but I, I hope you had some great takeaway from this show, and it's worth listening and re-listening to. But also inviting someone to listen along. Would you share this show with someone? Just tell someone about how to this the Kings of Grand show, how they can find it, and obviously listen to it as well. The more that that happens, it really gets the show out there. And if you have not yet left a rating. And a review on the platform in which uh, through which you're listening to the show, I would ask you to please do that. You know, I, I find that that's the way that I many people are finding the show when they do a search, and they're looking at what the reviews are, what the ratings are, and make a decision on that. So I would love for you to truly do take forty five seconds and leave me a rating and a review today. Uh, again. That's one way just to help to say that this show is meaning, means a lot to you. And, and thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the Kingsley Grant show. One last thing before we put the show back into the vault is that I have provided an opportunity for you to support the show in just another way. And if you go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Kingsley Grant, patreon.com slash kingsagrant. You will see how you could support this show and truly help to make it a show that is expanding with quality that it can even improve on because I believe there's always room for improvement and that would help me to, to do just that. So thank you again for taking the time to listen and to be supportive in the way that you are right now. With my my friend, again, remember this, that you are one skill, one skill away, just simply one skill. And I hope this show today is taking you closer to where you want to go in your journey. And my friend, now let's put this show back into the vault. So here we go. Here we go. There it is. Now that this show is safely tucked in the vault, I can now exit the command center of the emotelligence Leadership Institute, and say my goodbye with that said my friend peace out god bless and i'll see you on the flip side yeah